Hello, my name is Diana, and you're listening to the Latina Diana podcast. This podcast is about women empowerment, women sharing experiences, and women going around and just discussing their own traumas, their own battles, and their own stories. This is a space for us all to come together and connect. Stay tuned for the new episode. Hello, everyone, and happy 2021. I hope that everyone has been starting off their year right, um, whether that be with just mindfulness, maybe having your own goals, motivations, whatever that may be. I have yet to truly reflect on this year or this past year. Sorry, still getting used to it. It's so weird. Um, But I wanted to do this episode just by myself to really just reflect, talk to you guys, and really sit down and be open. I know that starting this podcast, it's mainly focused on women and really going through their experiences and sharing out with them. But I think it's just as important to share out about myself and where I am in my journey, what I've been going through and what I have learned. Um, I guess I can start off with saying the most important lesson for 2020 for me And thinking about this, I was trying to journal about it, and I honestly couldn't think of a better and more important lesson than just being true to who I am, just being true to your own self. I think I I feel like there are things that we do, we say, and we speak of when it comes to please others, and while we think that it's true to who we are, We may look back on it later and just think, hey, you know, I could have said this differently or that wasn't really me, but it's who I wanted to be in that moment. And I think that's something that I've really been, I wouldn't say struggling, but finding more out about myself. And I've been noticing that I've I've been doing a lot to please others, right? Um, And I think that comes with my background being in a Mexican household, you want to make your parents happy. You want to make your siblings happy and you you know the right things to say, right? You know what to do. I remember in my middle school and high school days, I knew that if I wanted to go out, I had to be home on time. I had to be respectful. I had to help my mom with chores. And I, for the most part, honestly, just ended up doing chores by myself so that they could see that this is what I wanted, right? You can see that I'm doing what I'm doing for you. So I want what I want for myself too. And I mean, they saw it. They knew that I wanted to go out. And my dad at the end of the day was like, all right, what do you want? What do you need? And it ended up getting my way, but it may not have been the right process for it. I think if I were to look back on it now, I could have done it so much differently, but so could have they. Um, It's not to fault my parents, not to fault my upbringing, but you're born and structured and you're composed, right, of this person based on who you are around your environment and their foundation. So my parents may have lacked support in a lot of things where I'm now learning to navigate and it's been hard. It's been hard to have having to debunkle 
these experiences and really find myself and find who I am versus who I thought I should be. So yeah, the most important lesson that I learned was just being true to who I am and not being ashamed of that. I feel like it's easy to judge. It's easy to judge yourself in general and just be super critical of yourself when we're in a society that is keen on likes and views and that's not who we should be, right? Like we should be trying to facilitate real connections and being attuned to who we want to be long-term. But we're so caught up on the now, on the what I want to be now, what I should be now. And it's led me to not trust myself as much as I want to. And it's made me very judgmental as well. Um, And not about other people, but more so about myself. I realized now, especially talking to Shana, who's my therapist, that I'm someone who immediately thinks, could this have gone a different way? What could I have done to make it better? Are they okay? What do I need to do for them? And I haven't broken that habit yet. I think I'm in the process of it and I'm continuing my work, but it's it's hard. It's not easy and it's going to be a continuous battle that I hope that one day I can say on my podcast that I am the most loving and caring to myself as I am to everyone else. And I know that I will get there. I think I just, I need to be patient and that's something that doesn't come easy to me because I am very stubborn. Maybe that Aries in me, but I know that it's possible. I know that it's attainable and I know it's there. Um, yeah, long story short, that's my important lesson. I think I'm carrying that on into this year and adding to it more by trying to trust myself. It's different being able to trust yourself when intuitively and in your gut, you know, right? Like you have that feeling that something may not go how you want it to go, or you shouldn't be going to that store right now, or you shouldn't be meeting up with that friend. You know, you have, you always have that weird gut feeling of like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, or this is the right friend to see right now, whatever it may be. And before I would have just been like, oh, it's a random coincidence. It's fine. It's just, it wasn't meant to be right. And it's true. It's not meant to be, but I think the real underlying question there is how are these all happening together and what's the reason for them, right? It wasn't, I guess it it wasn't, and I just lost my train of thought. See, this is the beauty of like podcasting by yourself. Um, Trusting myself hasn't been easy and it will be a continuous process just like me being authentic and true to myself but to trust yourself you have to give in to yourself and I think that's something that a lot of us don't think about right if you think about what you're doing right now as you're listening to the podcast you may be working out you may be working you may just be laying down in bed are you being true to who you should be 
when you look at yourself, look at your inner self, is this who you want to be? I don't know. I guess that's a question you should be asking yourself, but it's it's a question that I've been toying around with too. And that's, I guess, part of the reason why I did this podcast as well. I don't think my sole purpose in life is to just sit on my ass and work a nine to five job. It just isn't. I don't think that's for me entirely. I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. And I have a heart, my heart set on education and I did for a really long time. But going through therapy and in these very short two months, I've learned that there's so much out there within myself, within my purpose. And there's so many stories, right? There's so many people out there and we don't know half of it. I think it's, it's so beautiful to know that humanity's out there. Everyone's living their beautiful lives authentically to themselves, or we hope that they are. Um, but I wasn't. I was working, watching TV, repeating, right? And then I had the weekends to just sit back and relax. And again, watch TV, maybe do some errands here and there, but I never really did anything that made me feel alive or that made me feel like I had a calling to it or that it was my personal thing, right? I mean, everyone can create a podcast. That's that's true. But when you find yourself and you find who you're trying to be and realizing that there's so much more out there than your purpose, just being your job, it it changes your perspective on things and changes on that one little argument that I may have had with my dad or my mom, right? Or it changes that one little remark from my husband about not doing this or that. And the scope of things, it's so small, yet we let it get to us. Um, I just went on a big rant, but I guess in the end, it's just trusting who I am means trusting what I see, what I think. Um, I've been starting meditating. Actually, I haven't been starting. I've been meditating for, I want to say, close to three months now consecutively every night. Um, Some days more than once, just depending on how I feel. But it's brought me to a, a higher state of mind. And I I think as I talk about this, I think if anyone out there meditates who's listening, you don't, you're going to understand what that means. You're going to understand what I mean. And it's been the most peaceful I've been in a really long time. It's been the most grounded I've been. Um, it's been the most calm I've been as well. I think I started meditation just not knowing what it really was about and just thinking, oh, it's just a way for me to sit here and think about nothing or just sit here, period, and do nothing, right? Um, and I didn't get it at first. I, was, I wasn't I was finding what meditation meant. And it wasn't until I started some of my own therapy work that I realized the intention behind therapy was to become in tune with yourself and find yourself and find your body and really ground yourself. And that's when I, I realized that there was more to it. There was more to a, a lot that I was thinking. And as I'm 
talking right now. I'm holding my rose quartz crystal. Um, but it's been a fun adventure. Anyways, as I continue reflecting, another thing that I've thought about is the best thing that's happened to me this year. And one of those things, the main thing, was... It's, I want, it was this interesting one. I would say starting therapy, but also having, in a bizarre way, COVID happening. If it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have started therapy. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be where I am right now, period. I think being at home, being in lockdown since the beginning of March has really allowed me to invest in myself and find myself and really focus on who I want to be and it's been such an incredible journey so far and I'm excited to continue it on in the new year. I initially went into therapy because of my grandparents passing away um, and not just one or two but three um, in the last two and a half years and it was hell and I didn't get it. And I don't think I necessarily wanted an answer, but I wanted guidance. And I have a few friends that I reached out to about therapy and everyone was really supportive. I found that most of them easily just referred me to psychologytoday.com, which is what I did. And I found Sheena. And she's been the biggest supporter that I could have ever asked for. She's seen me raw and open and vulnerable. And she's probably heard things that maybe my family or even my husband haven't really heard. Um, so our relationship is deep <laughs> to say the least. And it was interesting because at first I thought that my purpose for therapy was to just get over grief or get in a weird way over the death of my grandparents when in reality, they're just, they're always with me, right? Um, their spirits are with me there here with me and I didn't know it back then so I went into therapy thinking this was the only thing I was gonna do and I was completely wrong Shana and I started diving into family experiences um and emotions and I ended up just realizing that I was really lost and I don't say that in a bad way because being lost doesn't mean that I'm not here. Being lost doesn't mean that I'm not finding my way. Being lost just means that I lost I lost my path for a little bit and that's okay. I just didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was becoming. And I really didn't know who I wanted to be, right? 
I knew that I wanted to be a mom. I knew that I wanted to be a successful career woman. I knew that I wanted to make my family proud. I knew all those things, but I didn't know what I wanted for me. And that was the, and it's not that that was, that is the most important thing and it's making me emotional. I'm still learning to cope with my own emotions, but that's a work in progress. I want to be happy and I want to experience joy. I want to experience life. And I just want to feel loved. And that's so crazy to say because I am loved, right? My husband loves me. My parents love me. My siblings love me. But it was hard and challenging for me to feel like they loved me, if that makes any sense. Um, sorry, drinking my tea. So I've been, I've been working on my affirmations, which have honestly made me feel the most confident I've ever felt, even with the pimple by my lip, pimples all over my face, and me just falling apart, period, right? Um, I've felt the most at peace, and I've felt really attuned with my body and my mind and I don't do these affirmations every day which is probably what I should do probably work on it that could be a little small attention for the year um but I do do them at random times in random I wouldn't say places but just random random times throughout the day to just remind myself that I am enough I am loved I am happy I am successful and I mean at first it seemed really really stupid and now I'm like oh yeah I am and I'm like oh I am this too and I'm like oh what else am I um so if you're ever wondering about affirmations I would say give it a try um what new habits did I start this year um Last year, geez, I need to work on these questions because I haven't rephrased them. Um, one thing that I really focused on last year besides the meditating was journaling. I think that journaling was something that I've always wanted to do, but I felt like I didn't know how to or didn't know if there was a specific way to do it. But there isn't. Um, journaling is just what you want it to be and what you make of it. You can have writing prompts to begin with. You can do it in a bullet journal, regular journal. You can do it with pictures. It's whatever feels right to you. And I got the guidance from my therapist and she helped me navigate journaling to begin with just because I needed to meditate and really find more about how I feel. Um, She noticed that I wasn't able to really label my feelings as well 
as I would for others. So it was something that I needed to work on. So my instructions were to meditate and then journal immediately how you feel and just go from there. And at first, my journal entries were about two to three sentences. And I was just like, oh, I feel this way. This is cool. Okay, this isn't doing anything. Good night. (laughs) And now I literally can write three to four pages a day if given the opportunity to do so. I think some days I do a little less just because of work, other days more. Um, But that's about the sweet average that I've been doing. And it's been, it's honestly been the most relieving thing that I can do for myself and for processing just what happened for the day. I think it's been a way for me to navigate not only my thoughts, my feelings, but also just my attitude, right? I can vent about everything and anything, free judgment zone. So if you ever feel like you need a friend to talk to and you don't have a friend, you can journal it. It's been what I've been doing. I feel like sometimes there's things that I can't really go to to friends or or my husband. Um, and most of it is just because it is more internal and it's what I'm battling inside. Um, an example of that could be just I'm having a fight with my husband because, you know, fights happen all the time. And it could have been over the stupidest thing, right? It could have been over not doing the laundry the day that we should have done it, whatever it is. And that's essentially what you're journaling about. And the next thing you know, you're journaling about how his tone and the way that he was telling you that he didn't like this or that, or that you had this tone and you didn't like the way that he gave it to you is why you're feeling so upset. So it really helped me channel in on what I was feeling and why I was getting either triggered or just depleted in general. Um, So it's been helping me just keep myself aligned and centered, which has been, I think, really needed during 2020. But I don't think 2021 is going to get easier with the restrictions. So I think that's something that I'm keeping in mind as well, just noticing when I'm feeling the most energetic or the most joyful, but also when I'm feeling the most depleted and just wanting to be in bed the whole day and like why that is to actually be able to fix it and work on it rather than literally be in bed all day because I feel like yeah during my journey I've been learning about what I want and I've learned that a lot that I want is so simple yet so hard to attain no matter how hard it is, it's always, I'm go. even if you want to stay in bed, I think it's always beneficial to even just get out of bed for that glass of water or to get out of bed to brush your teeth, right? You can go back to bed after, but Ellie's doing that one thing that can help bounce you back may keep you going for the rest of the day, at least in my opinion. And I guess the last thing as I'm reflecting is what I'm most proud of for this year. What I'm most proud of for this year is setting boundaries with everyone in my inner circle when boundaries needed to be set. I'm 
an easy people pleaser, or at least I was, I'm trying not to be anymore. Um, and I was someone who, if you ask to do something for you, whether that be at 2 PM or the next day, if you wanted someone to drive you home, you wanted someone to pick up this, or if you wanted me in an extra meeting, I was there. I didn't say no to these things. And I think probably should have not just for myself, but for them as well. I don't have the time. You just split your time and you're not really present anyway. So it wasn't fair to me or them. Um, but I think setting boundaries came with a lot of me setting up for myself again, which I don't really do being that people pleaser. And it's, it's made people mad. It's going to make people mad. It's going to make people mad as I continue this process. And that's okay. I'm setting boundaries to be true to who I am and keeping myself at rest and keeping myself healthy and my mentality strong versus feeling like I'm at the end of of my energy. I'm at the end of just giving up, right? Because essentially, if you have so many things going on, I felt like I wasn't able to fully grasp onto one thing. And at the end of the day, I felt like I did nothing. And now I'm learning to be more mindful with my time as well with those boundaries being set. So it's been really nice to have more time to myself and really knowing when to cut off work time, when to have time with my friends and wanting to talk to my family. Um, I think setting boundaries wasn't as, or isn't as easy as I thought it would be. I mean, I am a very blunt person, so that may be why, but it doesn't mean that I don't feel like shit afterwards because I do. I have the time I'm like, ooh, I said no to that meeting. Maybe I shouldn't have, or I didn't answer my dad's call probably should have because now he's going to be upset and that's not on me to feel that's a them issue it's not a me issue and they're going to be okay and that's what I've been continually trying to repeat to myself like they're going to be okay and you're okay because you made the right decision for you but it's it's a work in progress anyways so I hope to continue on this little random rants as I continue on with the podcast and continue interviewing amazing, beautiful women. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening.